Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. Yes, I know. It's me, Diana Jevia, coming just a few days later than usual. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Life has been lifing it up lately, okay? So I had to take a second, get everything together. But I have an awesome, awesome episode today. Donnie Hadfield-Smith, yeah, he's back. We love him. Oh my God, we share some amazing takes. We talk about the Real Housewives of New York City. What's going on there? The Real Housewives of Potomac. We talk about Beverly Hills. And you know, with that, we get into Erica Jane's not-so-pretty mess or just... Girardi, as maybe she wants to be called. Did you see her Instagram story this week? What was up with that? It was like a relative I have who just posts bitmojis on Facebooks with all of our names on it sometimes. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah, so that's what Erica Jane's doing. Anyway, you're going to hear more about that on this amazing episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. But before we get into it, before we get into it, I want you to follow me at Diana Jebbia on Instagram and TikTok. That's G-E-B-B-I-A. Also, make sure you're following Believe Podcast at B-L-E-A-V Podcast and Believe Pop Culture on Instagram as well. And without any further ado, I'm so excited for you, Donnie Hadfield-Smith. Hi, babes. You are in for the biggest treat of your life because back on the show today is Donnie Hadfield-Smith, aka like one of the best Bravo besties of all time. He is the host of Truly Anything and Know That, one of the hosts of Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. So raise your glass, whatever you're drinking for me. It's literally club soda and coffee because it's nine in the morning here. (laughs) And please welcome Donnie Hadfield-Smith back to the show. Hi, I'm back. You are. Guess what? You're my first repeat guest. Oh my God. Thank you. No, you're so welcome. I feel like we just gel so well. I agree. That is a lot of pressure though, but I still feel like we have what it takes to get me past this. I feel like there's an (laughs) 80s love song about that somewhere. (laughs) Oh, it's Bon bon Jovi living on a prayer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So tell everyone, since you've last been on the show, what have you been up to? What projects are you working on? Sure. So I started a podcast with Oh No Bravo for the dip. Oh, my God, that's right. I am the cute one. Mary-Kate and Ashley. No, it's better that you didn't announce it because now I can talk about it. It's a Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast. In season one, we recapped uh, their mystery series, and we just got picked up for season two. Congrats. There will be, thank you, where we'll be covering all of their party videos. Oh, so my God. Yeah, I have time. it home. I probably still have it. I have the you're invited to the costume party. Oh, we didn't record the costume party yet. but That was such a good one. I can't wait to watch it. I had you're invited to the sleepover. That was a good one, too. It was. Give me pizza. Yes. (laughs) I feel like growing up, well, first of all, everyone was either distinctly Mary-Kate or Ashley. Like, you never flip-flopped. I was always Ashley. (gasps) I'm an Ashley. Oh, my God. See, we're soulmates. I love this for us. (laughs) 
but yeah, like growing up, like they were just the icons. Like you wanted to be them. You wanted to play Mary Kate and Ashley. You wanted to have these unrealistic parties that like, we didn't know, like growing up, there was a bunch of Hollywood magic that went into it. We just <laughs> yeah. thought like your mom would like redo her whole house for the day. Right. <laughs> she should have, quite frankly, but I guess I wasn't in that pay level. I don't know. I know, right? That's, yeah, but I'm so excited for that. Congratulations. Thank you. You're so welcome. So why don't we, um, we were talking about this before. There's not really much Bravo news out there, but we do want to talk about Erica Jane. So like, I guess let's just spill the Bravo tea on what the heck is going on with Erica Jane. What? Yeah, she, so she's being sued for $25 million dollars. Which, by the way, like, how do you spend $25 million? I don't know. I was reading, this is like on off on a Bravo tangent for a little bit. Yesterday, I was reading the girl from uh, Even Stevens. She, oh, yeah. said, she said that she like was a millionaire and then she just blew it all within a year. I was like, I wish I had that opportunity. So... <laughs> There's this app um, called The Secret to Money. It's like a money manifesting app. And they give you a fake check every day and you have to spend it. And like every day the check gets higher. And like, I forgot how much I'm at. Like, let's just say I'm at like $16,000. Like after a few thousand, I'm like, coffee. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to download that right now. Yeah, you should. It's a really, really fun app. Like you just get to, you get these fake checks and like, you just write what you want to spend it on. Obviously you're not actually spending money, but you're pretending you are. So (laughs) I've went on like a couple of trips and in my head, it was great. We've had dinner at five-star restaurants. So yeah. (laughs) So I, I'm all that to say, I don't know how Erica Jane has blown $25 million me neither me neither but based on what we've seen in the show about her not seeming to care too much about the orphans and widows I do hope that anyone that gets money from her I hope they take it and then some yeah so the reason why for everyone listening the reason why they are now suing her for that 25 million is because it is it is being alleged that since Tom took care of her lifestyle, that 25 million came from Tom. And that's the money that they're alleging was embezzled from the victims. And then a lot of people get confused. They're like, oh, is she going to get jail time? So as it stands right now, there are no criminal charges. So she can't get jail time for any of this. I don't even know if there are criminal charges against Tom yet. I haven't heard of any. I don't think so. Yeah. So like jail time isn't even on the table however if they can um pursue criminal charges against her then that's a different story do you think with all that's going on this season of the real housewives of beverly hills how she's acting how even in the past how she flaunted her wealth and whatever do you think that criminal charges could come out possibly uh I don't know. I don't know about criminal charges, but I do think she is like clearly painting herself into a corner because the episode a few weeks ago, remember when she first talked about Tom going down the hill and everything? And then the very next episode, then it came out in the papers that Tom's mental health was declining. Yes, It was very clear to me that she 
knew what she had to say on the show. And then she reached out to Tom's lawyers or whoever, or Tom's like publicist and said like, okay, I planted the seeds, put it in the paper now. Like once Ooh. she said his mental health was declining, then suddenly it was in the papers the next day. So I feel like she came on this season with an agenda and like the seed she knew she had to plant to get the stories aligned. And these women are feeding right into it. With all of that said, I do think that lawyers are smarter than that. And they'll see like, oh, she's full of shit. Yeah, especially Ronald Richard. I mean, I have my own thoughts about him. I think that he kind of, it seems like he wants to be part of the drama more than anything. Absolutely. I mean, he's doing his job. Granted, he's a lawyer. He's investigating, but like, do you need to go on Twitter and tweet Lisa with like Lisa Vanderpump? I don't think so. I don't think that's your job, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now he has like a vendetta out, like he is digging for anything. So, like you said, yeah, messy people get all kinds of jobs, Diana. And sometimes I forget that, but I think that he is probably a very good lawyer, but he's probably a messy person first. And these lines are blurred. We're seeing that. I need messy people get all kinds of jobs <laughs> on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God. Two of them right here are podcasters. Yeah, so really so messy, messy people get all kinds of jobs. <laughs> it's like, are you a messy therapist? <laughs> messy dog walker it's like an snl sketch waiting to happen <laughs> to be honest with you um so this week on the real housewives beverly hills speaking of messes mm. that was wild so we have dorit and garcelle going at it right and while that's going on all of a sudden like erica turns around and like lashes out at sutton for the whole keeping up with appearances thing so First off, I want to know whose side were you on with all this? Were you on uh, Garcelle's side or were you on Dorit's side? I was on Garcelle's side. I think that we're never going to find out the truth, truth, but I think production was involved and that's why Garcelle got so heated about it when Dorit tried to bring up how Garcelle was a bad friend. I think production told Garcelle what to say. She said it. And then like the walls fell down because of that. So now that Dorit's bringing it up again, Garcelle is like, fuck you. We already went over this. Yeah, um, I agree. See, it's so hard for me just because I am a Dorit apologist. I love her. She's probably one of my favorite housewives. Yeah. I think so. Erica used to be my favorite housewife of all time, which I think she was a lot of people's. Mm -hmm. But now it's like Meredith Marks and then Dorit. So wow, Meredith Marks. I love Meredith. Okay, we we disagree there a little bit, but that's okay. Wait, who would yours it be? It keeps the conversation going. Um, of all across the board, yeah. I would say, oh, that is tough. Um, let's say <laughs> Candy, which I know she doesn't really do anything, you guys. I do know it, but I just love her so much. Candy and... Kyle. Yeah, no, that those are good answers. <laughs> okay, I like you. Candy. I think that, like you said, she doesn't do anything, but like she's sitting on a pile of money. So clearly yeah. she's doing something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kyle, so Kyle very much was always my favorite of Beverly Hills until like a few years ago. So I can I can see that. But yeah, going back, sorry, I went off on like 78 <laughs> tangents. Going back to Dorit and Garcelle, I, I just think Dorit knows how to stir the pot. Yeah. 
there's definitely an art to the way she does it. Um, and like I said before, we actually started this podcast. I don't promote toxicity. However, mm. I am not above using toxic strategies to get <laughs> what you want. And Dorit, she did it. She did it. And she created some great drama for us to watch. But yeah, I also think Garcelle wasn't a fair target. Yeah. You know, what? Yeah, I think she was her target because I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but these are the exact people fighting except switched mm -hmm. like last we'll say it was last week Sutton came for Erica and while she was doing that Garcelle came for Dorit so for those two to flip I was like oh they're just like this is revenge yeah yeah that's fair that's fair um so while they're fighting um Erica had been informed that Sutton wanted to stay away from her because of keeping up with appearances. You might not be good for my reputation. And like Erica had one of her famous like losing it moments where she just, <laughs> when she gets mad, she like goes into a trance. It's like some, um, what the hell is that movie? The Exorcist. And like her head starts spinning around. <laughs> and that was it. She's like, her voice gets all deep. And she was like, oh, you want to stay away from your reputation? <laughs> like, like, woo. So- <laughs> What were your thoughts on all that? It's kind of what, like you said, we've seen this a lot from Erica, so it doesn't really surprise me anymore. Um, and I think that Erica is really just clinging to, allegedly, in my opinion, these lies. And I think she's guarding them so closely mm -hmm. that like anytime things start to rumble in the wrong direction, she's really just gonna lose her head in the previews for next week it's when we get that finally i can't wait that scene where she says or what yeah <laughs> and i <laughs> i've been waiting since the trailer diana oh my god no same here so my thoughts on the whole thing i never was a huge sutton fan sutton mm. sutton fan um <laughs> she i don't know she always i just she came off as a snob to me i don't think the way erica attacked her in that moment was fair i think the intent was justified like listen if someone's talking smack about you yeah confront them but like it's one of those your intent was justified your delivery it means a lot of work like that yeah. was just not the time or place or the method yeah <laughs> true i did love when sutton laughed at her though because yes. i feel like these women are all so connected that they don't really challenge each other and i'm sure there are conversations behind the scenes where they say like this is what we're going to talk about on camera this is what's off limits mm -hmm. whatever else have at it so for someone like sutton to come in and challenge these women and challenge erica and basically just say what she wants i think these women are only so equipped to handle drama because they don't let it happen within their circle. Yeah. And like Kathy Hilton's the perfect example because <gasps> yes. all this is going on and she's just like putting on her makeup <laughs> like who is hunky dory? Like she, we need to protect Kathy Hilton at all Please. costs. Diana, did you see the um, meme going or a screen cap going around of Garcelle showing Sutton the phone during all of that? No. Nobody knows what it said. I hope it comes up at reunion. But Garcelle like typed something during this whole Erica and Sutton fight. And she showed Sutton like what she typed on her phone. So I don't know what secret message Garcelle told Sutton, but I need to know. I'm wondering if it was like a say this or like a 
act this yeah. way. Don't buy into it, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting. And yeah, that's got to come up at the reunion. <laughs> That'll be the question I submit to Andy. Oh my God. Yeah, he's looking for questions now. So mm. get on that. And and you listening too, get on that. <laughs> Um, my question would be, is it called a study buddy butthole or a <laughs> study butty butthole? <laughs> that was so ridiculous. Like I, she, the way she just said it for everyone listening, if you're like, what the hell are you, what are you talking about, Diana? So Sutton ordered this drink and it was champagne with a splash of vodka in it. And they were like, oh, I've done tequila. And that's called, I think they said like a flamethrower or something like that. Mm. And he's like, it's like that with vodka. And she's like, this call is study, but behold. I don't know where she came up with that. Me neither. I wonder. Yeah, I have no idea. I wonder if that's like a home cocktail or if she ordered it at a bar once. Especially because she's so <laughs> prim and proper. Right. She prides herself on etiquette and all that. And meanwhile, she's ordering a drink about a butthole. <laughs> and she already told him what was in it. Like, she didn't need to say a name at all. <laughs> like, I wonder if she made that up on the spot. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm clever. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to, I went to a party yesterday and I was going to like be a dick and order one. But I, didn't. <laughs> I also don't think I would like champagne and vodka very much. No, I can't imagine that would taste good. I feel like it would taste like <laughs> pool water. <laughs> Not that I know what pool water, but like, uh, when you're a kid, you swallow pool yeah. water. <laughs> So that's In what I college. Feel like. I used to mix Arbor Mist and vodka together. That was really good. Oh, <laughs> wow. That sounds like the Costco special or something like that. Yeah, it was. And like, no knock on Costco because I have Kirkland brand rose sitting in my fridge Ooh. and it is some good rose. <laughs> Holy crap. We need to like, that's it. We need to go on the housewives. I always have these plans. Whenever you come on my podcast, I'm like, we need to do this and this, like we're producers of Shows of sunset now. And now we're just going to go on the housewives and like go order an Arbor Mist. <laughs> we can be their next event planner and we'll make the cocktail list and it will be all stuff like that. Arbor Mist and vodka. They'd be like, what's Arbor Mist? And meanwhile, Kathy Hilton will probably be like, I have four cases of these in my garage. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I wanted to bring up. So I think we wrapped everything up about um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But um, I sent you this picture the other day. I had mentioned Shaw's, so that's why I'm thinking about it. Um, so the other day I was on Instagram and I was just like, someone posted about the Mike and Paulina's engagement, which I have feelings about. I feel like anyone with a brain has feelings about it. Um, and I was just like the engagement no one asked for and Vita schooled me, but then (laughs) like loved me. It was the most Vita thing to happen. So she said, the engagement is between two people. It's their thing. No one else. And I said, I still love you, Vita. And she said, thanks for your lovely comment and support. <laughs> it was the You're most in the cast. Vita- yeah, it's the most Vita <laughs> exchange ever because she like goes after people, but then like hugs you. So yeah. <laughs> I want my Shaw's like, I want to be on Shaw's. I, my goal in life is for one of them to call me Diana June. 
I think it could happen. I know. I talk to Reza sometimes. Like he'll um, repost my stuff and whatever. Oh, like wow. Comment. Yeah. So Reza knows who I am. So I think if I have any shot of being called Diana June, it would be Reza. Oh, yeah. The Shaz cast pretty much ignores me, <laughs> but the family... <laughs> The family karma cast and I are pretty tight. That's cute. That's a good yeah. cast. <laughs> Do you know what show I miss on Bravo? Tell Did me. you watch Mexican Dynasties? No. Dying. I'm sorry. Oh my God. It is the funniest. I do not know why I did not get picked up for season two. It was the funniest shit ever. So it was like these three or three I think they were Mexican separate families but like they all knew each other and like one of them was this like pop star family like the father was a singer but he was he wasn't washed up but like he was past his prime you know yeah so his two sons were also singers and one is like really talented um and would have like a band with his now ex-wife mm. and the other one wanted to go solo and he wasn't not talented <laughs> but like they definitely thought he was more talented than he was and he'd be like <laughs> singing doing vocal warm-ups like trying to hit the high note and like their um like maiden butler would be like ay 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 like if they only <sighs> spoke Spanish so it would come up in subtitles it's like he sings these high notes all the time like blah 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 like uh, um and they just basically be talking shit about him in their like confessionals it's the funniest thing I need to find that you really do. Like the first episode starts off with that family. They live in that like a big penthouse, like on the top floor in Mexico City. Mm. And they're doing, I guess it's some, not, not a fire drill, but like some emergency drill where they would need to leave. So like the whole premise is like, you need to get out of the apartment. And like the mom's waking up and she's like, well, I guess I should take this jewelry with me. And they're like, the drill's <laughs> over. And they're just like going down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> That show was a work of art. Even my parents and my parents aren't big Bravo fans. Like I'll put on million dollar listing when I'm home and they'll like watch that with me. They wanted to see more. They're like, oh my God, can we get more of the Mexican families? And I'm like, yeah, like, (laughs) so I will always petition for Mexican dynasties to come back because it was the pure, wholesome fun we needed. I will check that out. Yeah, you have to. You absolutely have to. Um, have you, which I know the answer is yes, but for the sake of a segue, have you been keeping up with Potomac this season? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Good segue. I have. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm delirious. So I want to get your thoughts. There's a lot going on there. It seems like Wendy is the target of the season because she's got, you know, she's got a new body. She calls her implants happy endedness. And I say my boobs are sad and less. So like, go (laughs) Wendy. Um, Do you think, so whose side are you on? Now let's talk strictly because she's getting it from a a bunch of different ends. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk with Robin and Giselle versus Wendy first. Where do you stand? So I do not like Wendy, but I am team Wendy in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what a woman does with her body, even if it's a sharp turn from what we were introduced to last year, I still think it's none of their business. And I do know they have a show to create, but I feel like they could have just focused on the Eddie rumors instead Mm -hmm. of bringing this into it. Like fans are and can be cruel. Mm -hmm. So these things were probably being said online anyway, with or without Giselle's 
and Robin's help. They could have like left her boobs and her clothes out of it, I think. Yeah. I also think that them trying to um, parallel that with the cheating rumors was stupid because we all know, and I've mentioned it on this podcast before, we all know a housewife's second season, she's usually tweaked something, whether it's her wardrobe, her makeup, like Teddy Mellencamp even admitted, she's like, I saw myself on camera the first season was like, woo, and she like changed everything. So I would say that this makeover, well, A, she just had a kid. So that was partially because of Mm -hmm. that. And then it's like, she's on TV. She wants to tweak here and there. Like I would do that. Yeah. And she, all the scenes she films are with these women. It's not like we see her at work because when Mia was like, Michelle Obama doesn't dress like that. Oprah doesn't dress like that. First of all, that's a bad argument, but you don't know how these women dress when they're with their friends. They could. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think the way that Giselle and Robin are going about it are all wrong. And I have my opinions. Like I like Giselle in some aspects, but when she acts like this, I just can't get behind her. I agree. I think I loved her season one, but each season, I feel like I'm learning more and more that like, there's nothing really there. All of her best comments are in the confessionals Mm -hmm. and I think that's because she's like prepped them and like gotten some help whatever yeah anytime there's like a fight in the moment she's not really quick on her feet so yeah yeah she just says like nasty things not even like clever yes she does although to her credit when someone is coming for her she remains very composed Mm -hmm. like she will sit there and take it and then like fire back she's not one to get like in the moment but yeah I when it comes to Giselle and Karen I just am not a Karen fan and I feel like that's like such an unpopular yeah that is also I think I freaked out Earlier, when you asked me my favorites on the spot, Karen is at the top of my list. Okay, what do you love so much about Karen? I think, and she's another one that like, as time passes, you're like, I don't know if you are what I thought you were. But I think Karen just says what she wants, much like Giselle. But I think... (laughs) I think in an older package, like I can handle it better. (laughs) Because... Uh, Giselle is a little bit older than me, but like if we hung out, I would still feel like she's my contemporary, you know? Yeah. So like I expect her to be like a Porsche, like firing on all, all levels, um, really sending you zingers, whatever. So when Karen just says these weird things and like these sassy and like judgmental things that come out of her mouth, they make me laugh out loud. And what I really like is the is that like her life is a mess. Like she's practically been divorced for four seasons now. And like, she has a failed business, whatever. I like that she's still so judgmental throughout all of that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I look at Karen and I'm like, you're doing the most. Yeah. I just but I like it yeah that's fair that's fair um so we did meet a new wife this season we met Mia and Mia is also beefing with Wendy where do you stand on that in terms of the Mia and Wendy of it 
I really dislike Wendy. So any enemy of Wendy's is a friend of mine. So I did like Mia right off the bat. Now, as we are, and again, Mia doesn't owe us any. Okay, so this is tough. As a woman, Mia doesn't owe us anything. Like if you were a stripper, fine, own it. If you don't want to tell us about it, don't. Mm -hmm. As a reality star, you do owe us stuff. So the fact that you brought up being a stripper and now you're trying to take it back that's where she loses me a little bit. yeah I agree there I think that Mia is a lot of fun to watch on screen like mm-hmm. she's glam she's got that like Kardashian yes yes um this fashion the glam you know she kind of just says what's on her mind and I really like that um I am a Wendy fan but when Wendy and Mia were going at it and like Wendy was just I am Zen Wen and like those tweets I'm like no no shush shush Wendy don't do that (laughs) don't do that so that's where she kind of lost me so in the Wendy and Mia of it all I'm definitely on Mia's side good good yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I want to know what your thoughts about Candace are this season because I feel like we've seen a different dynamic of her now that Monique is gone. Absolutely. And I knew this was going to happen when Monique announced she wasn't coming back. And for a little bit, like, cause I was still at the end of last season, I was still, my feathers were ruffled. I was pissed off at all of the parts of the reunion. Yeah. And I knew that Monique wouldn't come back and they would edit it like, oh, we're a happy family now. Like we can have fun, we can be chill, whatever. And that is what we're getting from Candace. So mm-hmm. last year I was like, I'm not even gonna watch. I don't, wow. <laughs> I don't need to see that. But now that I am watching, I really like Candace this year. I know. And that's such a hard pill for me to swallow. (laughs) I hate it. I was firmly team Monique. I mean, Mm -hmm. listen, I don't agree with how she handled things, but at the very core of their beings, I was team Monique. Yes. Candace was just unlikable for a long time. And I think that, and I think Diana, the reason that she's likable this year is that we're not really seeing anything where she is emotionally invested. Mm. Like so far, it's all just her commenting on what's happening with Giselle and Wendy, what's happening with Mia and Wendy, whatever. So for her to be an outsider, she says these hilarious things. She has shade to throw. She's looking beautiful while she does it but there's nothing that like people no one's attacking her marriage no one's attacking her as a person and when we see that is when she becomes a little brat that's a really good point yeah so first of all I can feel like I can confidently say nobody cares about her music career (laughs) Uh, you're wrong Diana really (laughs) yes listen Eve I mean I don't need to see it on a reality show that's what I mean would I see her on tour absolutely yeah no I mean the documenting of like now I gotta practice my dance but like we don't know we don't care and her (laughs) husband like no like save it I I don't care about that but the zingers are spot on like I think when they were talking about Mia and it was like are you a stripper? And she's like, not with those feet or something. Oh, yes. Never pants to the feet. <laughs> I was like, not the feet. And that is not the first time she's talked about Mia's big feet. Oh my God. Like uh. stuff like that. Like I definitely can see the value that Candace brings. Absolutely. So maybe if we just keep her in this light, <laughs> which is hard. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I am curious now that like my heart has opened to her. Mm. I am curious if I go back and rewatch other scenes and other seasons, if I would still find her charming or like if it's only this season. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't even know. It's like, did we have an opportunity to like even see her that way? Or was it again, like you said, just about the emotional crap that she was dragged into? That's true. Interesting. (laughs) Oh my God. I love, I feel like we're like philosophers. (laughs) Okay. That's our new job. (laughs) We need to teach a college course. On the philosophy of the Real Housewives. Yes. We're professors. We could be like adjunct professors. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Mm. Sorry, drinking. Got to fill up on that coffee. Because, again, it's only 933 here mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Woo. So, Potomac, I feel like it never disappoints. But, like, especially this year when we've just been getting, like, lukewarm other seasons mm-hmm. of, of um, Real Housewives like Potomac is literally carrying the franchise or carrying the whole Real Housewives market it, I guess you could say like on its back it really is these women know how to deliver and that's why like when I think about them individually there are a lot of women on the show that I don't like but as mm-hmm. a group they just work so well together they all yeah. know what they have to do Do you, how do you feel about Ashley? Cause I know she might be one of those that people don't like, but can appreciate what she does on camera. I love Ashley and I've always (laughs) loved Ashley. Um, I think that she is the opposite of Giselle or like the other side of the coin as Giselle, I guess. Yeah. In ways that like she knows she has to come and start shit and talk about people. But Giselle, I think, is so guarded about her home life, whereas uh, Ashley lets us in. She's like, my husband is grabbing butts. My husband is cheating and I'm going to show you all of it. I'm looking for my father. I'm going to show you all of it. Whereas Giselle just comes in, shades you. And then like, she closes off about herself. I also like Ashley, excuse me. I think I see a lot of hate for her just online. Like people hate her, but they appreciate what she does. But like you, I'm someone who has always been a fan of Ashley and that realness we get from her. It's almost rare. What I love she did last episode was she came into the trip for one day. (laughs) She started shit and she's like, okay, where's my breast pumps? I'm getting out of here. Yes. (laughs) Could you imagine Uh if that was your job? (laughs) I wish it was. I know, right? She Just show up, drink a, a study buddy butthole, and leave. <laughs> drink your Arbor Miss Costco special. <laughs> Yell at someone or something like that. Yeah. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> I freaking love it. What are your thoughts now that she has two boys? Do you think her marriage is getting any better? I don't know. I always thought that Ashley was smarter than she appears to be on the show. And I thought that like, this was a long con and she was having children with him to like up the amount of money she gets when she leaves him. But then she had another baby with him. And I was like, maybe maybe not. Now I don't know what to think. So I, Michael Darby is never going to change. I do hope Mm -hmm. that this is just even more of a long con. I hope she thinks that if she has two kids with him, she'll get double the money, but yeah. she needs to leave. 
I know he's so messy. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people that hate Ashley, I think that's because she stands by her man and her man is like disgusting. And that's hard because like we don't see all the aspects of the marriage. Right. Like she lets us in. And also like I'm as single as it gets. I told you where my love life stands before I got on this podcast. I I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but like when you're married to someone, like you kind of got to stand by them unless it's like, I mean, the cheating, I don't know. It's how you're married. Like, yeah, no, the cheating, I think is one thing. The sexual harassment, I think is where it lost a lot of people. And I totally understand that. But if, I don't know if she truly, and I don't know, because it was on video. So I was going to say if she didn't believe it. I know. I don't know. (laughs) I know. It's so, it's so hard. And then he's just like so creepy about Juan Dixon too. Oh, so creepy. Juan Dixon is really glad he is not there right now. (laughs) (laughs) That never gets old. No, it doesn't. Thank you, Robin. It's one of the only things you did for the show, but. It was a good one. I know. I wonder, I always say this, like, I wonder when she said that, like, if she knew she was coming out with the tagline <laughs> of the century. I don't know. Because Robin isn't one to, like, try to make moments. So I think it was just genuine, and then that's why it stuck. Yeah. How about Robin this week? What a freaking mess with the whiskey tasting. <laughs> Incredible. Oh I mean, I understood. I've been that girl before, but. I, I'm not used to seeing Robin like that. Oh, she was just, she embraced it. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only way to put it. And then that whiskey, I don't know what you want to call him, specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, He was just so happy to be there. (laughs) And they're all chanting Robin. And he's like, Robin, Robin. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. I mean, I would have loved to teach a whiskey course to these women as well. But I think when he knew he was losing control of the situation, he's like, these women are going to do whatever they want. Then I think he really had fun with it. He was like, my job here is over. They're just going (laughs) to get reckless. What a joy to watch on screen. It It really was. Yes. So I think, wow, I think that really puts a nice bow on Potomac. I think so. Yeah. So let's, hmm, I'm like trying to think in my, oh, New York. How could I forget New York? Mm, how could you? I know. <laughs> what a, what a freaking mess and a half. There is a lot going on this season. Um, so Ono Bravo and I actually, when she had me on her, um, her live, we spoke about this and we feel like people are putting the blame on Ebony for it being a bad season where in reality, it's like Ramona and Luann. Absolutely. Because they keep, they're the ones that keep having to make these conversations like happen again because of their ignorance. And Mm -hmm. that's hard to watch. Yes, I agree. And I think people get so heated and like put guards up watching this because it is about race. Mm -hmm. But if you can, anyone that this applies to, if you're listening, if you can for a second, pretend that they were talking about anything else, even like cheating rumors or whatever. If Ebony came to these women with the, with whatever she found out, these rumors, these whatever, and the woman just shut down and wouldn't let her have a conversation, we would know that Ramona was the problem. But because it's race, I think other people watching are like, I don't want to hear about this either. So I agree with Ramona. Ooh. But at, at 
its core, if you take race out of it, someone it's it's like bad improv like ebony is bringing you the topic to discuss and these women are saying like nope 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 yeah and just the way they're doing it like it's not even a subtle no not that that would be any better but like she's just like i'm gonna dance now and like (laughs) i'm doing this and it's like you are acting a damn fool Yes, it really is crazy. And then because of that, Ebony is forced, like you said, to talk about it again, because she never got to have the conversation she wanted. Yeah. And it's just also, oh, no, Bravo brought up this point, like, imagine that that's what you need to feel accepted by this group, like, which isn't insane because obviously you and I don't have that issue. Right. So it's like you're just trying to make sure you're accepted by this group. And like, I need you to understand this so I can feel comfortable around you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a slap in the face. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I don't even know what word I want to use. I think it, it blows my mind how much tolerance Ebony has for Ramona because like in the last few episodes she's like Ramona's my girl I understand Ramona this about Ramona like I know you have a good soul and your spirit is whatever I would not be saying those things about her but Ebony is trying so hard Ebony is graceful I think that's the word for her because even when she has to approach Sonia about like so you peed in Archie's driveway She just says it with such grace and like (laughs) not making an excuse for her, obviously, but like holding her accountable in such a way, but not sounding like shameful, I guess you could say. Ebony just has that. That's a talent. I certainly do not possess that talent. Nor I, nor I. And that's why I think Ebony has just been such a joy to watch on screen and like clearly she's not the problem because she just has this way way about her that it's she seems very warm mm-hmm. and she like you look at her and it's just like she to me is a joy to watch so everyone who thinks she's the problem can go away like yeah. I, don't, I don't really know any other way to say it because it's clear she's not the problem no yeah like I said the women that aren't letting the storyline move forward are clearly the problem and if the topic was anything else I think other people would see that yeah but this episode that just happened they all got along the whole time like there was a little bit of the Luann and Sonia stuff with the phone call but besides that the group got along the whole time and I loved it Mm -hmm. and I think and I know Bravo is like putting it on a little break they didn't film a reunion all of that but I think that if they had these women again now that they like for the most part got all of everything Ebony had to say out of the way yeah I feel like she was finally listened to kind of at Black Shabbat Mm -hmm. and of course like Ramona pushed back but I do think like once the reunion happens anything that Ebony needed to say will be on the table and Ramona won't have a place to run. So once we get past that, I think we could bring these women back next year. Yeah. What do you think the future of the show is? Because there's just, first of all, there's like 8,700 rumors and right. I, it pisses me off because whenever I go on my page, I'm like, look, you can't just say what you want. Like you can't, you can't just post, like people will message me and be like, did you hear about this? And I'm like, do you have a source? And they're like, no, but it was on this gossip site. And I'm like, that's great for speculation. 
I'm not going to be the one to put it out there. I would rather be late to the party and come clean with facts mm-hmm. than early to the party and come with nonsense. Yes, I agree. It's yeah. Because it's just a waste of breath, mm-hmm. if anything, because <laughs> you're talking about things that aren't real. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't mean to sound pompous or anything, but we have a platform. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter how big or small it is, we have a platform. We are delivering information to eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a responsibility. With that comes responsibility. And for people to just spew BS, it yeah. gets me fired up. Absolutely. Like, the, did you see about um, Mary Cosby being Bill Cosby's sister-in-law? Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was in Vegas when that happened. And I was at the pool and I had a couple drinks. And I was like, even in my like drunkness, I was like, this isn't right. I was like, no, there's no way. There's no, Jen Shaw would have yelled that last year during a fight. Yeah. Like we would have heard it before yeah. <laughs> 9 p.m. on a Thursday. Someone was like bored and like went on Wikipedia because like you can edit anything mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. Um, like my my friend and I one time wanted to, <laughs> we wanted to make um Webster, we wanted to make a Wikipedia article about how Webster's word of the year was ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that just goes to show like anyone can just put anything in Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I totally, that memory just brought me so much joy because I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Like we literally were like, we're going to do this. I think it was, it was a while ago. So it was like the 2018 word of the year was ball bag. <laughs> we didn't do that. Uh, oh yeah. my God. So no, they, they are not related that we know of as, <laughs> as far as brother and sister go. They don't even look alike. No. <laughs> like what? Like, come on! And everyone went wild. Like, oh, oh, oh! They're, they're brothers, and I'm like, no, no, come on! I'm drunk, and I even know this isn't true right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> what a freaking mess! Um, so people are having field days with just everything that's going on with New York, because that it's like, who's leaking like disinformation right. to the press, and like. It's just so messy. And there were rumors and just like the the nature of the rumors were so cruel. Like it was like, oh, Ebony wasn't going to be asked back. And then she was looking into legal action. Oh my God. Yeah. How like, gro- like stop and think about what you're saying for a second. Right. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. Bethany did come out and say that she is not coming back. Thank that God. was a rumor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked her for her. a, yeah, I liked her for a, a moment, but the time is over. She blocked me. So, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I've spoken about it on here before, but after, cause you and I actually watched the big shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, how do you call it? I just wrote I don't remember what, oh no, it was the toaster oven. She was coming out with her own toaster oven about that. Like, okay, well, you're such a girl's girl. Meanwhile, you were telling Sonia she had a cheater brand with the tipsy girl. And now you're coming out with this toaster oven. And um, she did not like my meme and she blocked me. But you know what? I thought on the big shot, I'm like, she needed a slice of humble pie. She was pissing me off. Yeah, I agree. Right. So, (laughs) and like how insecure do you have to be? Yeah. Oh, well, well. (laughs) <laughs> she's not going to be on our screen so she's no she problem. won't do you think there is any past new york housewife that can come and save it 
I don't know. I don't know. I think the biggest problem, and everyone's making it about like Ebony and Ramona and race, but I really think that what we're seeing here and in Atlanta, which also flopped this year, I think there's it's just two very like there's a line in the sand between like the older women and the younger women and and you need someone as like you need someone in the middle to bridge the gap and Sonia's trying to be that but (laughs) she's not she's Sonia yeah so I think that instead of like I don't know I don't know what they need but I don't think it's someone from the past yeah, I would love to see Tinsley come back though, because I feel like her, Leah, and Ebony would be a nice dynamic. I think so too. I would like that. I do like Tinsley. Yeah, I love Tinsley. I also think she softens Leah a little bit because mm-hmm. I think Leah gets um, like sisterly yeah. towards Tinsley just because like Tinsley is someone we need to protect at all costs. I agree. And we're not hearing enough. I know like people really turned on Leah this year, but I don't think people are really going to the root of it. I don't hate Leah as much as everybody else does. I love like, Leah. Yeah, everyone loved her last year and then suddenly they hated her this year. I just think she has the same thing as Wendy with the season two curse. Mm-hmm. She came in with new boobs and a new nose, whatever. I'm not here to judge. The only time she bothered me, and again, I think this was just trying to make a moment, season two curse, is when she did the vow of silence on the bus. But yeah. everything else she did, I'm here for, I can make excuses for. I'm 100% with you on that. What I appreciate about Leah is that when we look at the New York cast, we have that Upper East Side, like elegance, like mm-hmm. proper version of New York what Leah brings is the grit and the heart and soul of New Mm -hmm. York and she is a true New Yorker in the sense of like she's just gonna give it to you and that's what you're gonna get whereas Ramona's a little fake a lot of fake not a little right a lot of fake so is Countess Luann Sonia's just sloppy so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that Leah just she just gives it to you, you know, no matter what. And that's what I love about her. And I love that she's not from this perfect, like, I mean, none of them are in perfect marriages anymore, but like, (laughs) she never is like, oh, you know, where like Ramona and Mario, she's like, oh, we have this great family with Avery and whatever It, it, she's like, no, my family life was different. Like, me and Rob and Kiki, like it's just never been a traditional conventional family. So that's what I appreciate about Leah. And she's open about like mental health. And she's like, I'm not perfect. And she's rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. And that to me, I just enjoy watching her. So I totally agree. And she, I mean, it's not the first time people have talked about like addiction and overuse of drugs and alcohol on camera but I do like that she's really letting us in like across the board like here are all of my problems take them (laughs) yeah a hundred percent so I think do we get the season finale this week we do yeah oh my god and then just now rig reunions up in the air People lie about whatever they want, but I did read that the reunion's going to be virtual because two of them are out of the country, like Luann's in, oh. I don't know, England filming something or whatever. And then I think Ramona's on vacation. So they're going to do it virtually, which to me seems like not a good sign. I know. I was just going to say, as bad as it is, I feel like it's an appropriate 
ending yeah for this season like it kind of sums this season up someone said their <laughs> i think bravo historian said their uh reunion should be on clubhouse <laughs> Oh my God, could uh. you imagine? <laughs> and then like everyone just like clapping and like muting, unmuting their mics <laughs> when they just say something or like, um, you know how like some people, I can't stand when people do this on Clubhouse because it's like, we know who you are. And it's like, oh, like if I would be like, Diana, I'm Diana. And it's like, yes, we know you've been talking for the past half hour. <laughs> oh, I, that would be Ramona. Your name is underneath your fucking picture. We yes. know who's talking. Oh yeah, my, it, it pisses me off. Diana done speaking. Like, I don't know, obviously you're done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're done speaking when the, you you stop and the mute button comes back on. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, Clubhouse pet peeves. But yeah, I think that's a nice way to wrap a bow on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, hanging out. It's always a pleasure. Always. I'd love to come. Yes. Well, Excuse you- me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for opening up about that. I don't, I don't know what you <laughs> <laughs> Oh my that God. That was iconic. Tell everyone where they can find you. Of, co- <laughs> of course. So you can find me at Real Donnywood on Instagram or TikTok. And you can listen to my podcasts. I am the cute one, America and Ashley, or Know That, a Real Housewives podcast, wherever you get your shows. Holla, in the words of Heather, who <laughs> came and left this season. Uh, quickly. Thank you guys so much for listening to Believe in Bravo Besties. Make sure you follow Donnie. Follow me at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A on Instagram and TikTok. And while you're there, make sure you follow Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V, and Believe Pop Culture. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.